0: If you took all of the things on your baby registry list and added them up, how much money would it amount to? Do you have a baby registry filled with items that people in your life have told you you need? Once all of this stuff comes into your house, is your house just going to be filled with baby items for a human being that really mostly just needs to be close to their parents, to feed, to have a safe place to sleep, and to have diapers changed regularly? So if you have been obsessing over your baby registry, getting everything ready for your sprinkle or your baby shower, or just for that time when baby comes, I have a real treat I've invited friend, colleague, former client, founder of Empowered Burn Coaching and Registry Rehab, on for the next twelve days. Her name is Lisa. She's amazing. She has lots of evidence-based information, and we're going to put our two brains together for twelve days in a row until December twenty-fourth to give you amazing information about how to best prepare for your baby and the items you are combing through for that baby registry. And we hope to help you to recognize that what you need on your baby registry is support. What you need is to set yourself up to reach out to the people who are going to be most helpful to you once you have that baby in your arms. So welcome to the Milk Making Minute's 12 Days of Postpartum Christmas. I'm your host, Lo Nigrash, IBCLC and childbirth educator on a mission to uncover the barriers that make breastfeeding so difficult. The next thing that we're going to talk about is high chairs. And maybe we can also talk about like feeding, you know, solid feeding uh, devices too. We'll we'll throw that in there. Yeah. So tell me... um, Your experiences with using a high chair, first of all, and then what it was like when you were looking at your registry and deciding, and then what you ended up doing, and then also what you've learned now as someone who has taken this really great course to help people figure these things out for themselves.
1: Yeah. So, lots to say on this topic, I would say.
0: Um, High
1: chairs... Similar to some other Baby products, in my opinion, the price tag often does not reflect the quality, the functionality, and the ease of use. So, I unfortunately, prior to being a birth worker and before I took this course and before I knew anything, went for uh, an expensive, I think it was called the Trip Trap, $400, very heavy duty, high chair. And although that high chair has some great things about it, which I will point out in a moment, the price tag did not reflect what I thought should live up to my expectations. So my first gripe about high chairs is they can take up a large footprint. So I wish that i had had something that was sturdy, but also foldable or easily stored away. Because the truth is, You are not going to utilize this contraption until your baby is six months of age. And in my case, it was seven and a half months old uh, because I'm sure we'll get into it low. Unless your baby is sitting up unassisted for 30 seconds or more, it's probably not super safe to be doing solid food just yet. And although my child was running around, He, crawling so, so fast, couldn't sit up unassisted until seven and a half months. So from a registry consultant perspective, I would like to see more clients consider holding off on this. That's hundreds of dollars in many cases that you can put towards an IBCLC, pelvic floor physical therapy, pregnancy coaching, childbirth ed, postpartum doula, on and on and on. And those dollars you can keep in a fund, maybe a feeding fund and access them at seven months old. Um, Also, I will say that I think when I was struggling with being the sole feeding parent, um, my baby wouldn't take a bottle. I think that I had this expectation that the minute my child turned six months, He'd be taking solid food and then all the caretakers could easily feed my baby. And whether you're doing baby led weaning or whether you're doing a more traditional puree feeding or a combination of the two, it takes time to develop that skill. I mean, I'm talking months. So I think giving some expectations for parents is helpful on this subject Because I think I would have liked to have gone into it knowing it was going to take some serious time before we were able to swap a milk feed for a solid feed, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, the vast majority of babies still take the majority of their calories from their milk source, whether that's formula or human milk, um, long into toddlerhood. Yeah. and um in fact uh i have an episode out about nursing toddlers and a big misconception about feeding solids um that if you have a baby who is struggling with solid foods or doesn't eat a lot that if you wean they will then eat more and actually this is not true when we see babies who are struggling with solids or are not very interested in solids and are still wanting to nurse all the time or have their bottle all the time um if and and this is advice i hear pediatricians giving all the time just wean you know don't offer the breast and they'll eat more solids. And actually what the data shows us is that these toddlers end up dropping off their growth curve many times because they don't make up for it in other ways many times. Now, any statement I make about this, there are always exceptions to the rule. You can always find examples of where it did work. Uh, But the research shows that toddlers, even if they're just nursing for a few minutes at a time, because the composition of milk changes to meet the growing need of the baby. So toddlers, their milk is highly caloric. It increases in the content of fat. Um, And so they are getting filled up. They are getting uh, what they need from the milk. And often they are not just going to suddenly gain an interest in solid foods because you're taking away their primary food source. Um, and I love your idea of not buying the high chair until you know what it's like to have a baby in your house, Yeah, because you might look around and say, oh my gosh, as we've discussed in previous, um, segments of this series, everywhere I look, there's baby shit. And, my house is so filled and there's no place for this high chair and they're hard to clean sometimes. (laughs) And so you might have a baby who literally just likes to sit on your lap and eat from your plate. Yeah, You might have a baby who, um, you know, they're happy just to kind of, once they're a toddler sit next to you and there's just a few months of like actually needing to Um, have them contained somewhere. Now I do understand that many people do use the high Mm -hmm. chair as a safe place for their baby to be if they need to help another sibling or if they um, need to jump in the shower or, you know, be on the phone or be washing dishes. So, you know, I recognize that it's not just used for feeding or to entertain them with some Cheerios for a minute. Um, The high chair that I used was so amazing i knew i did not want a high chair taking up tons of uh, a huge footprint so i got a high chair i don't even know the name of it you could attach it to the table yeah so it was really really small it took up no floor space and you just tightened it onto the table so that they were sitting right there with you and the baby liked it more too because and and you could um you could have, it had a tray or they could just eat right at the table. So you could do both. And as they got older, it transitioned to, okay, now you're eating with a plate at the table, but you're still high enough that you feel like you are with everybody else because eating is very social for babies. So they like being right there. And often when they're in the high chair, they're set back from the table and they're not really with the group. And I'm guessing you were able to take that to a
1: restaurant or to, you know, a family member's yes. place, and then it's like a yes. the seat they're already comfortable in, and now you're able to bring that with you, and I'm imagining that's easier to clean as well. Oh, um, yeah. You know, the other thing that makes me laugh is I have a very hard time finding and recommending good high chairs because... There are a lot of like do-it-yourself hacks that I'll send via YouTube videos to clients because in a perfect world, you would be able to make sure that their their legs and feet and knees are at a right angle. And mm-hmm. so what I like about what you described is you could take the kitchen chair and push it so that they can rest their feet. And it blows my mind. And this is one of the things that I get on my soapbox about with baby product companies, because if you are manufacturing a high chair for an infant, for a six month old, why are you making it incline, recline rather? We know that reclining a six, seven, eight month old while they're eating is extremely dangerous. So Mm -hmm. I don't even like that those products have that option. And then the same with the adjustable footrest. As the baby grows, the footrest needs to be adjustable. And I will tell you that is hard to find. And that's what sent me down the rabbit hole of investing in the four hundred dollar trip trap because it was one of the only ones I could find with an adjustable footrest. But then it checked none of the other boxes. the The tray did not come off easily or at all. Like it took two of us to get the tray off. Definitely get yourself a removable tray, you know, or something that you described. Foldability or portability is fabulous. Um, Now they're even making them where they turn into, from high chairs, they turn into like a table and a chair so that it grows with baby. And those are way less expensive. So again we're not here to just talk about a million products but at the end of the day this is one of the ones that's on my list of things if you're going for a more minimal registry and you want to focus on more services and support create a feeding fund throw some dollars in there let your friends and family know that it's going to be for a high chair or a feeding seat Down the road, and give yourself that six months to decide what you want because it's it's not an immediate purchase that needs to be there when baby comes through the door.
0: Yes, and this is probably something too you can find on Facebook Marketplace or use. Somebody's getting rid of it; they don't want that huge thing anymore, and so it would be really easy to get a very cheap or free high chair. Yeah,
1: if you want a trip trap, I'll probably sell that thing very soon. (laughs) Okay,
0: good to know. All right, Awesome. Oh, so good. thank you so much. I, that was that was a lot of really great information. Yay. Many of us know intellectually that whichever high chair we choose is not going to make or break our parenting experience. But because we want to prepare for our babies as much as possible, and we don't always know how to do so in a way that is really going to set us up for feeling good in the postpartum period. We hyperfixate on choices like which high chair we're going to get or how we're going to decorate the nursery or which crib we need. I am here to tell you there is a way to prepare right now during pregnancy for a great postpartum period. And I'm going to walk you through this. I'm going to hold your hand. We're going to do it together in my live virtual course. It will be highly participatory. You will get to ask questions. You will not be muted. You will get to participate fully with other classmates and get to know them. And if you aren't able to attend the sessions, you will get to view the recordings. After the fact, you'll have access to them and to the community who is all in the course together. Right now, this course is 50% off. Go to my website, www.quabinbirthservices.com. Go to courses and click on childbirth education for a great postpartum. I cannot wait to help you prepare to welcome your baby.